I'm not a furry or anything, but Iggy is kind of quirky, though. What if he wasn't quirky? No! You're still stuck on the pet shop episode, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> anyway, hello, human beings. Um, the bot builder back um, for another podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, I did do a, I didn't do an episode of best and worst of the decade just because of reasons. Um, so sorry about that. But yeah, we, yeah. And back with my host, um, um, Rizada. No. <laughs> so sorry, I meant help me, please. No. <laughs> fine, fine. We're here with my host, um, the, um, uh, the the boomer one one seven seven. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, you sound like um. Th- the, the the speech person from Action Fifty Two for the Mega Drive just level one, level two, level ten. It's just like man, Action Fifty Two for the for the Sega Mega Drive is probably the worst game on the entire system. I I, I, th- I think we can all agree on that, but. We aren't talking about the Mega Drive, but we do have two Sega consoles to talk about. And to get this episode of the console chat started, we're going to get one of them out of the way. Crunch. Because we're talking about a console that came out in 1990. It had a colour and backlit screen and only Ooh. had two hours of battery life. Yes, that's right. We're talking about the Sega Nomad. I meant Game Gear. We're not talking about the Nomad yet. <laughs> Yeah, the Sega Game Gear, or as how I like to call it, a portable Sega Master System, because it pretty much is what it is. And let's just let's just be real here. So you actually own um, some form of a Sega Game Gear, if I'm correct in saying that, don't, yeah, don't I, you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I owned one of those really, really bad. Um, one of those really, really bad at games ones. Um, well, it's amazing audio. Yeah, uh, <laughs> apparently there's going to be a, a Game Gear Micro. I mean, that console kind of needs a micro version, so I can't get too annoyed at it for that because yeah, a yeah, Sega but, Game Gear is huge. Yeah, it's have m- you seen the size of it? It's 92% smaller than the original. It's like it's like it's like the distance it's, it's like you can put it in the palm of your hand. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen a Sega Game Gear before and for a handheld console it's probably one of the biggest. Um, I wouldn't say it's as big as a Turbo Express because that thing is massive. Um, and I don't think it is as big as the unreleased um, Bandai Het, which is basically the size of a laptop. But um, it's still pretty big. 
it's it's eighty millimeters wide, the micro one. <laughs> nah, but the Sega Game Gear. To be honest, I think it's a pretty cool console. I think it's a lot better than the Atari Lynx. Uh, I mean, the Atari Lynx was all right, but this was a much better handheld than the Atari Lynx, and debatably, it is better than than the Game Boy. Um, in my opinion, um, but uh, but but what are opinions worth on the internet? Uh, am I right? <laughs> I get it because that's true. Yeah, I I do think it. I do prefer the Game Gear to the Game Boy because I feel it's it's just a it's it's just a nicer console in that it's just got. I just feel it's got the more better games on it. Like I mean. Sure, the Game Boy had some alright games on there. It had Tetris, which was which will always be amazing, and it had Super Mario Land, which is which is a pretty okay game um, for a portable Mario game, and Super Mario Land Two. But the Sega Game Gear um, had some pretty decent Sonic games on there, which were way better than Mario's portable outings, I'd say, except for Sonic Two. That game can go screw itself, but yeah, the others. The the original the the original Super Mario Land was actually like one of the worst platformers that's ever existed. Oh, I like Super Mario Land, uh, even yeah. though yeah, like Super, even though... Super Mario Land Two was good, but Super Mario Land One, I, I some of the physics feel like really off. Oh my god, yeah, just, I'll I'll give you that. The Super Mario Land physics are really weird, like. If you like fall off a platform, it isn't like a slow descent. You just descend straight down and you're dead. It's like, wow, all right, thank, thanks, game. Does Mario have like 20 bricks in his hat or something? Yeah, but like, yeah, but like, so, so, sometimes you'll jump and you'll, uh, and you'll make the jump. Sometimes you, you do what feels like the same jump and you end up like barely moving. It's like, what? Super. Mario Land is a hard game. I have beaten it before, but only once, because, my God, World 4, the Chai Kingdom, is way more difficult than one would think. It is literally one of the most hardest... It's one of the harder Mario games, I'd say, but... enough about But, uh, moving on... But enough about Super Mapno Land. The Sonic games on the Game Gear, I think, are pretty good, like... Sonic Triple Trouble and Sonic Chaos, I think, are both pretty solid games. Um, um, I'd say, um, especially Sonic Triple Trouble's title screen where Knuckles starts humping the text. Um, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. but it kind of looks like he's um, yeah. And the fact that after you defeat Knuckles, um, he like fucking drowns. <laughs> it's just like. Wow, wow, Sonic. You're just going to murder Knuckles like that? I mean, how will he approve our meme now? Oh, yeah, he'll no longer be able to approve meme. Yeah, and the Sega Game Gear had some very um, interesting ports of Sega Mega Drive games, which I think are funny. I find the ports to be funny, like... um, I've seen your Mortal Kombat on the Game Gear. It is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe you can't play as Kano in that version, right? Or is that the Game Boy version? Um, I believe there is. Uh, uh, I believe there is like a Sega version of um of one of the World Comeback games that like had like people missing, and it was like, bruh. Yeah, 
But whenever they like remove a character, it would, it was either Johnny Johnny Cage or Kano. <laughs> I can understand Kano, yeah. but like Johnny Cage, he's like the main character um, of most of the games. Um, not not in the newest one, no. Um, the, the main character of the newest one is is Liu Kang, I believe. I need to play Mortal Kombat 11. I I, I want to play that game. <laughs> Now, have you seen the friendships that they've added into Mortal Kombat 11? They are no, so I, amazing. I haven't, I haven't they, looked at any more combat thing past, like, uh, XL. Because I got... On, and I was like, bro. Uh, no, my God, the friendships they've added into Mortal Kombat 11 are so good. Like, there's this one character called Collector. Um, he's basically the same species as Goro. Um, so he's like a four-armed Shokan, I believe their species is called. And his friendship is that he literally becomes a one-man band and starts playing some sick beats. <laughs> wow. Well, um, back to the Game Gear. It has a game called Zoop. Zoop. Yeah. That sounds like some kind of evil game. Uh, and it's like three X-Men games, and one of them is called X-Men Mojo World. Oh, I also believe the Game Gear also had a port of my favourite game of all time, um, Rise of the Robots. Um, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, wow. uh, uh, um, wow. let, let me take a look here. Let's uh, let's see if let's see if that actually exists. Because if it does, that, that is very, that is very bad. Yeah, it does. It actually does. I, I've only played the Super Nintendo version on a crappy emulator, only because I've heard the game was terrible, and I thought I'd give it a try. And um, it didn't disappoint. It is it is actually awful. It is literally one of the worst fighters of all time. I can only imagine just how terrible the Game Gear version would be. <laughs> well, um, the the Game Gear games that are um that are also being featured in the Game Gear Micros are um Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, which was uh, you know it has Bridge Zone, so that means it's ten out of ten. Oh, Bridge Zone is great. Yeah, yeah Bridge, Bridge Zone's music is pretty bang. The, the soundtrack for the, for the 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog is actually pretty good. Yeah, even Sonic 2 had um had the... I believe that was the first game that had 2-2 Sonic Warrior in it, I believe. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that uh, one had it, and I think Sonic Chaos had it. Yeah, 2-2 Sonic Warrior is a um, pretty solid song. Uh, um, uh, although, although, although it's not as quite as good as Sonic Boom. That, that's a good song, but... You know, um, what Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, yeah, and um, <laughs> an Outrun, Outrun's classic. Oh, an Outrun port, um, I can imagine that would be very choppy, um. The thing is, is um, th- um, the the announcement for the Game Gear Micro apparently has only come out in Japan so far. There's been no mention of whether it's going to release internationally. Because if they do, because if, uh, if they do, Poyo Poyo Two might be released with Doctor Eggman's Bean Bean Machine. Yeah, yeah. Because as we all know, Americans don't like um, animes. Well, 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 it's not, well, it's not that. Cause I think Poyo Poyo Two is on the um, is on the Switch version of the SNES. Um, this the like SNES bit on the Switch, and it still hasn't been translated, so I don't know how you meant to navigate the menu. I thought um, 
what's it? I, I, I thought, isn't Yoshi Attack meant to be like a port of some Poyo Poyo game? Or, uh, it was, a, it or was some... Kirby's Avalanche. Oh, no, oh, Kirby's Avalanche, right, yeah. Yeah, and I think Yoshi Attack is just some other um, Japanese puzzle game, probably, um, that got localised with Yohi. No, but the Game Gear, I think, is a pretty cool console. I believe it had an add-on um, that allowed you to watch TV. Yay. Like, I could just imagine just how funny that would be. You're just on a train, and you feel like watching TV, so you just bust out this... The, the Sega Game Gear, just to catch up on the sports or whatever. <laughs> and then you run out of battery. Uh, uh, on your 8-bit LCD display. Yeah, it's yeah. Nah, but unfortunately, though, despite the Sega Game Gear being a pretty lit system, it did fall victim to the Game Boy because it was way more expensive than the Game yeah, Boy. But I, yeah, but it's it's so weird that all these consoles came out uh, that were so much better than the Game Boy, and then the Game Boy was just like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm cheaper. Yeah, but like. It just, it, uh, yeah, because when, when this when this came out, it cost basically. Oh no, finger. Oh no. Yeah, but um, yeah, but back to what you were saying about the Game Gear, about how basically it was. Oh yeah, because because uh, when it came out, it would have been one hundred and fifty dollars, like US. Yeah, like uh, almost double the price of a Game. Boy, almost because I believe the Game Boy costs like sixty quid or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it costs like a hundred quid in the, the UK's uh, for the Game Gear. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me of a funny story that my dad once told me. Is that um, is that this isn't Game Gear related, but it is handheld related. Where um, he once um, when he went to um, a movie um, cinema when he was younger or. Or, or around like in his twenties, um, um, he saw an advert for the Atari Lynx, and, and he remembers everybody in the cinema, including himself, just going, "Whoa, look at those amazing graphics!" And then when the price tag showed up in the advert, everyone in the audience just collectively sighed and just went, "Wow, that's bloody expensive." I, I I guess it was kind of the same for the Game Gear, I suppose. It's just people couldn't really afford it. Yeah, but at the same time, like if you want it, then uh, just save up. Why would you sell for like? Why would you Why would you sell for um Game Boy port of Mortal Kombat? Oh yeah, the Game Boy port of Mortal Kombat is so good. Where they removed Johnny Cage. <laughs> And I believe that's the version where Kano's fatality is that he steals your wallet. (laughs) Or or I might be wrong in that. That might actually be the Mega Drive version before you put in the code, actually. But, like... (laughs) Because to be honest, I I, I wouldn't expect the Game Boy version of Mortal Kombat to even have fatality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Game Gear version um, has fatalities. Um... Except the pit fatality, um, which is just yeah. Yeah, but to, yeah, but to be honest, uh, um, 
that's a stage specific fatality. So like it, so like it doesn't, it doesn't really like take away from the overall gameplay. Yeah, but the Game Gear, um, the Game Gear had Sonic Blast on it. That oh, is, yeah. Um, I, I it, and it was kind of like uh, I've beaten uh, it. I've beaten it before. It's really easy, actually. Once you get past the water level, is it's it's pretty easy. But uh, it's overall, not like it's gonna be it. I just couldn't be bothered. No, but and also I believe the Game Gear had, um, or it was either the Game Gear or the Master System. One of the two had an adapter which allowed you to play um, the other games on it, um, which is pretty, which is pretty wacky. Um. um I can't. Uh, um, I can't really find any like um things on it. Um, like uh, like different. Um, you, you know what I mean. Like, I can't. Uh, the only peripheral I can find uh is that TV tuner thing that uh, that you talked about. Oh, there was another one called the Super Wide Gear, which magnifies the Game Gear screen to compensate for its relatively small size. Is that one by STD or something? I, I, I don't know. It doesn't say. But there's also a, a car gear adapter that plugs into cars or cigarette lighters to power the system while traveling. And the gear-to-gear cable that establishes a, a data connection between two Game Gear systems. Oh, so it's like a, so it's like a Game Boy Advance link. Cigarette lighters? Yeah, yeah, like you know, cigarette lights in like your car. That's that's the bit where you like plug in your chargers in your car. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Kind yeah, of like the F Town's car, Marty, that we talked about a few episodes back. Um, where you can just play it in your car. Yeah, well, this, uh, this thing had a link cable, which is like a big man. But um, apparently there was. There was a red Coca-Cola themed unit bundled with the game of Coca-Cola Kid. Wow. Wow, I need to find out about this. We have a potential death battle in the making. Pepsi Man versus Coca-Cola Kid. <laughs> but oh my god, it was a real uh, it, it, it apparently was the the mascot for the, in the 1990s. Of of Coca Cola, it's just called the Coca Cola Kid. D- does he just drink Coca Cola? He literally just looks like a child. He, he does he have not have any powers where he, like have the ability to give people Pepsi or no not, not Pepsi Coca Cola. I don't know. He's almost holding like a Coca Cola frisbee sort of thing on the cover. Jesus Christ. This this beats Cool Spot as probably the lamest fizzy drink mascot of all time. Especially because especially he just looks like a regular child. Yeah, I mean, Cool Spot, he, he was not very cool. In fact, he was quite lame. But um, but at, at least they were kind of creative with the design, being that he's the red dot on the 7-Up can. But, but, but he's literally just a random kid with a frisbee. Cool. Nah, but the Sega Game Gear, pretty epic console. I don't know how well it did in Brazil. It probably did really well in Brazil, considering that um, Brazil loves Sega. Um, but I, um, I'm, I, gonna, I'm gonna say uh, seven point five out of ten. 
Seven point five out of ten. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty solid peer review. Yeah, pretty solid console. If you want to play Master System games on the go, um, the, the, you can have it. You can't play Alf on the mas- on the Game Gear, although that's probably a good thing because that's considered to be the worst Master System game of all time. Oh wait, there was the uh, there was a there was a port of Cool Spot. What was it? Cool Spot goes to Hollywood or something? No, 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 no. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Which is the platformer? Oh, that one. Oh, and, uh, and Echo the Dolphin and Echo the Tides of Time. E- not gonna like Echo the Dolphin. Um, is is kind of quirky though. Yeah, uh, and also a game called Garfield caught in the act. Garfield. Yeah, but apparently he was yeah, caught in the act. You know, the act that he does. Why? Is this like a tie-in with some kind of Garfield movie or comic or something? Because that sounds like a title of some Garfield movie. Or animated VHS tape. There was a Game Gear version of Mega Man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Support of Mega Man Five. Uh, and... but, uh, but it's, uh, it's an American exclusive, so apparently it's like really rare. And it's also really bad, apparently as well. Yeah, of course, of course it is. You try to fit like Mega Man, which is like four point nine resolution onto like two point three, uh, two by three resolution. Yeah, yeah, it has. It, it suffers from screen crunch. Yeah, yeah, because I I saw a screenshot and it's able to fit two people on one screen. Like, that's the width. Like, Mega Man and a boss can fit on, like, the one screen. What What is with the um, Sega Mega Man games and being so rare? It's like, um, the Whiny Wars is incredibly rare in America, anyway. I'm not sure how rare it is in Europe, because we actually got a cartridge version of it, but um, but it's quite rare in America, because it only came out on the Sega channel. Wow, that's stupid. Um, and um, and and we and, and well, um, us Europeans never got Mega Man on the Game Gear. Well, that's probably a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we never got Alf on the Master System either, so that's but, probably a good thing. Uh, well. we, we we still got to play um, Tales Adventure. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, where they should have made, should wait, wish they should have made being the dynamite some boss or something, but no, they didn't create him yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure when Sonic the Fighters came out in relation to Tales Adventure. Um, Tales Adventure was 1995. And Sonic the Fighters. Um, that was 1996, I believe. Oh, uh, it was 1996. It was a year after. Yeah. I also have heard rumors that Sonic the Fighters was meant to come out on the Sega Saturn, but it was cancelled because Sega didn't want their Sonic characters to get beaten up. Yeah, well, uh, it, it probably makes sense that they would have tried to release it on there, seeing as they also um, they, they also ported um, Daytona over, which was another AM2 arcade game. And the fact that Sonic the Fighters is literally um, fighting Vipers, but with a Sonic reskin. And Fighting Vipers came out on the Sega Saturn um, as an arcade perfect port, so, you know... Also, why did it, why did it, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, there was an abandoned thing, which was, like, pretty rare. 
But like, why did he even add in um, Doctor Robotnik as a playable character in the new version that they released for like yeah, PS3 and Xbox 360? He was really bad. And Metal Sonic's broken. <laughs> he, he, he's like busted in that game. He, he is good. He's, anyway. he's got this one attack where he flies from one half the, uh, of the like ring to the other, and he flies forward, spinning around, and takes a like half the health bar. Yeah. We should move on from the Game Gear, but before we move on, I do want to say this. It's from an article, and I think it's absolutely hilarious that um, there's this um, magazine called Computer and Video Games where they were basically um, talking about um, the Sega Game Gear at the Consumer Electronics Show, but they called it the Sega Micro Drive, and they, and they said that the Sega Micro Drive could play Mega Drive games. And they were talking about the Game Gear, considering that article was published in 1990. It's just like... That's weird. Did whoever published that, like, travel in time to 1995 and saw the Sega Nomad? Yeah, yeah, what's up with that? Unless they originally intended to make um, a Mega Drive handheld thing, but then, like, they realised they didn't have the processing power for it, and so they had to go back to, like, Master System. Yeah, and and then five years later they made the Sega Nomad, and no one cared about it. Especially because they only sh- released it in one region. Yeah, which is a shame because it is quite a cool console. But um, yeah. But anyway, next console, and the next console we're talking about is kind of a follow up from a console we talked about last time. Because remember when we talked about the Casio Loopy? It was very. Amazing. I mentioned. I mentioned that Casio made another console called the Casio PV1000. And that's the one we're looking at next. Oh, they also made a, P- they also made a PB1000. A PB? Yeah. Yeah. The Casio PB1000. What, what does that stand for? Princess Bubblegum or something. <laughs> That was not even a good joke. That was not even a good joke. That was like Family Guy levels of comedy. Joe Percent. Uh, I also like how apparently there were 13 games um, released for the Casio PV1000. And they were... uh, And they're listed as numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9... 10, 11, 12, 14, 15. That, yeah, that's because there are like two games where they came, where they sort of came out, but sort of didn't. Yeah, cartridges 8 and 13 were never released. Yeah, does it, does it not say the game names on there? Uh, it, it, it says 8 and 13 are, are often rumoured to be Galaga and Frontline. Yeah, which are two arcade ports, I believe, because most of the um, games on this console are basically arcade ports. Like it had, um, it it had Dig Dug, it had Dig Dug, um, Turtles, um, a game on it called Naughty Boy. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, there was a game on it called Naughty Boy where you just throw tomatoes at people and then burn down flags. Wow, that's dumb. So you just commit terrorism. Nice. Um, There's nothing more fun than a bit of terrorism in the morning. 
Yeah. And and and, and it also had, um it had um Load Runner, which 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 I believe is the prequel to Bomberman, um in the in the or or at least it was originally meant to be. Wow, fighting um, bug, also known as Ladybug. One of those names sounds better than the other. Yeah, fighting bug. That's like um a Pac-Man clone, I believe. Ooh. It's not an but 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 instead of being a maze, you have doors that move. Wow. But the objective's still kind of the same. That sounds like and you wow. can kill the enemies. And you can actually kill the enemies. Um Punyang is is another game on on there, which is a game where you play as um, a, I believe you play as a pig, and you have to shoot. No, no, no! You play as a a weird animal. No, it is a pig. You play as a pig and you shoot arrows at foxes' balloons, making them plummet towards their death. I'm not sure where you get these names from because I'm getting completely different names. Of games, maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe I mean, I've got uh, I've got Poonyan listed here, but there's Super Cobra, Two Tank Ham, oh, yeah. Amidar, Dig Dug, Warp and Warp, Turpin, Pachinko UFO, Fighty Bug, Space Panic, Naughty Boy, Dirty Chameleon, and Excite Majong. Oh yes, Excite Majon. The sequel. Um, there's a very different uh, uh, term in the series. I believe Turpin is just turtles. Um, <laughs> it, it it just got renamed. I'm just used to calling it turtles because that's what it's called. Um, that, that's that's what I've always known it as. The game where you play as a turtle and you have to look into boxes to find other turtles, but there could be an enemy in one of those boxes, and if that happens, well, you're in trouble. Well, there's a game of chance. Pretty much. Um, but there is some skill to it. Not a whole lot, though. Not quite as much as um, the skill levels. I mean, I mean, there's more skill you needed in this game than there is in um, Space Pachinko. <laughs> oh, yeah. For some reason, um, for some reason my thing is Pachinko UFO. Oh... Oh, I've oh, oh I probably got the name wrong then because I'm not actually looking it up because um, I'm at my dad's and he doesn't have internet, so um, yeah. I can only phone right here. So yeah, I probably got the name wrong. I thought it was called Space Pachinko. That might be a name of another Pachinko game. Excite Mahjong. Um, Mahjong isn't very exciting in my opinion, so that's a flat out lie. Um, Um, oh, it had a it had a joystick because it's um the man. It had a bun. It, the bun was on the joystick. The main bun was on the joystick. Although, despite not lasting long, I do kind of like the PV one thousand in in a in a cosmic sort of way. Yes, um, but like, I think it's like for starters, it looks like a Sega Mega Drive that just got chucked into blue paint. Wow. And got beaten by a stick. Um, yeah, it kind of does look like that, but it was relatively powerful for the time. Um, but the reason it didn't do that well is two reasons. The first reason is that Casio released three other, it released three computers at the exact same time the console came out. So they were basically stealing their own share. Second of all, it came out right after the Famicom, 
that 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 never ends well. And thirdly, Casio cancelled it after two months. Uh, I'm not able to like um, do the whole like in, uh, inflation sort of thing, but um, apparently it was worth a hundred and six pounds and fifty nine pence when it came out, not counting inflation. Wow. Well, that that must be quite expensive. Although I believe that makes it cheaper than the Famicom, but the Famicom basically had a very strong hold on the Japanese market by the time it came out, having just game-ended the SG-1000 and the, at the time, most popular console in Japan, the Epoch cassette vision. It's, it's a cassette, but you can see it. Despite the fact that the console doesn't use cassettes, because cassette in Japan can also mean cartridge. Uh. Wow, that's really funny. Um, But yeah, PV-1000, top kit console, didn't sell very well. It sold 9,000 units, I believe, um, making it one of the worst selling consoles of all time. But um, I still like it, nonetheless. Apparently it's really rare, because... uh, because I mean, uh, allegedly, uh, it was pulled from the shelves after, like, a couple of weeks of being out. So, like, there was barely any... Yeah, but what I heard, it was only for, like, months, from what I've heard. Um, I've seen some sources say it was only on the market for two months. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, it wasn't out for long. So it's probably really hard to one. They essentially cannibalized their own market by releasing three really popular computers at the exact same time this console came out. Ooh. Which were much more powerful. So they pretty much did a Sega 32X moment. Yeah, like, like just uh, they released it and pretty much just entirely pulled it. Yeah. Yeah, because people are buying the more powerful alternatives instead. But we'll never learn about those powerful alternatives because they're computers and not consoles. (laughs) Yes. Next console. Now, the next console is a console I've never heard of before, but when I found out about it, my word, this console is actually really terrible. It's called the MGA Enter- uh, Game Wizard, I believe. It's either MGA Game Wizard or MGA Entertainment Wizard. Because this thing is awful. Um, <laughs> it's really I bad. Found, I found MGA Entertainment. But I, I couldn't find anything about, like... Uh, any sort of, like, console thing. Oh, well, they did make a console... And it's awful. It is actually awful. Because what this console is, is that, you know the um, Tiger Electronic handhelds? Those amazing things? Imagine one of those, but with interchangeable cartridges. Do, do, do I need to say anything else? About what? <laughs> just about that. It's, it's literally just a tiger 
electronics handheld, but with interchangeable cartridges. Wow, well, that's well, well that sounds like console not approved. This is a good thing. I've seen some of those memes do the victory thing when it was a negative thing before. Like, I saw someone do the Sonic Rush victory one when it was like, sorry, Knuckles stamp ran out of ink. He can't approve your meme right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but me not approved. No, but the um, Game Wizard, um, try, try writing Game Wizard um, just by itself, and that might get something. Because that's another name it goes by. It does, it does do that. Oh, 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 have you found it? Oh, uh, no, 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 I was just saying it does go by that. Oh, uh, did you say playing Game Wizard? Game Wizard, yeah. That's that's another name it goes um, by. Okay, I found, like, okay. Wizard Board Game. Uh, Wizards of the Coast. Wow. I I can't find anything on this. So, like, it must be, it must be, like, really obscure or, uh, and or really bad. It, it's it's both. It's quite obscure and it's quite bad. Um, I can only find one video on the internet about it, and it's by Nostalgia Nerd. Um, um, shout outs to Nostalgia Nerd. He's he's a pretty epic guy. I have his book. Um, which is it's a pretty lit book to be honest. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, because he owns one of them. And one thing that is quite weird is that each game comes with. The console. But then what's the point? Like, but then what? what's the point of having cartridges? It might as well have just been like the Tiger Electronics. Yeah, but I guess they didn't. Um it, it, it had some movie licenses on there. It had a Star Wars game. Wow. And it had and 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 it ha- and it had the mask. But like you, you know, the MTA Entertainment is going to be a good company when they currently own, uh, they they they've owned like Rats, like Lala Lucy, LOL Surprise. They they sound like a classic <laughs> Not company. Not Lala Lucy. Oh no. Yeah, that's like three of their like like brands the MTA Entertainment own. Wow, and I believe they're now bought out by Mattel or something, which would surprise they me. Own little tykes. Oh yes, little tykes. Another company that has a stupid Mandela effect going on about it, because apparently people remember it being spelt for Y. I don't like what. I I never remembered it being spelled okay. with a Y. It's it, it it it's spelled with an I, and it's always been spelled with an I. So like, <laughs> it's going to be very embarrassing when it turns out it was spelled with a Y this entire time, and I'm just being an idiot. But like, um... <laughs> no, but yeah, not really much to say about the Entertainment Wizard. All I know is that it's bad, like really bad. Um, the the console doesn't work very well. It, 
Okay, so I guess uh, I guess what we're saying is is um uh, we're saying console not approved. Ah, uh, that was that was actually a lot louder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that was actually so loud. What were you trying to that, play? That, 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 that was the game over music from Sonic CD. Oh my. <laughs> um, give me a thousand push ups. I just bought Street yeah, Fighter Five. Um, yeah, off eBay. Have to do with anything. They were out there just like, give me a thousand push ups. There's nothing to say about the entertainment wizard, so we're just padding out time for this segment. Or we can just go um, to the next segment and not have this last an hour again. Oh, all right, fine. Um, next console. All right, our next console that we're looking at. We were originally meant to be looking at the LG Enterprise um, Kids Pack, but after I looked into it, the only wiki article I could find, find about it is one listing every known handheld. I couldn't find anything else about it. All that all that is known about this console is that it exists. It was released in South Korea, and it was an educational console. There's not even an image of it that exists. Mm. So I decided, yeah, that's a bit crap. So let's talk about um, the Bandai Terabico instead, which um, I need to tell you the spelling of it because I don't think you're going to get the spelling right. It's spelled T E R E B. I double K O the Terra Beco. Oh yes, it is an interactive very... VHS console game system. It released in Japan yeah! in 1988, and it cost yeah, five thousand yen. Yeah, the Terra Beco is another example of Romno's classic, amazing VHS consoles, kind of like the Connor Video Smarts, where. You plug the thing up to the TV. No, you know, you plug it up to the VHS. You put a VHS tape in. You watch a crappy movie, and then you answer a question using on a, uh, on, a on a telephone. It's a toy telephone. So weird. Let's actually get this like a Super Mario one. Imagine that, like, like Super Mario in yeah, Dinosaur it, Island, and suddenly he calls up this four-year-old child. Oh my god, yeah, I've seen I've seen footage of the Mario thing. Um the plot is basically the same as Super Mario World, but um except for the fact that they go to Dinosaur Island by plane. Yeah. And and also halfway through Mario just picks up the telephone and he looks dead inside anytime he picks it up. <laughs> He's just like, anyway, gotta go on the telephone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, uh, uh, yeah, but he looks dead inside, but he's smiling at the same time, as if he just has like depression, but he doesn't really want to know. Yeah, and, and Luigi has a really high pitched voice in it for some reason. Yeah, for some which reason, for some reason, like any time that there's that there was any like early Mario media, that like Luigi always had something with him, like whether it was the one where he was wearing blue, blue and yellow, or whether he was like Mother Luigi. Yeah, what was it that? So we have Mama Luigi, um, blue and yellow Luigi, um, high pitched voice Terabico Luigi. Um, we have um, a beardless, annoying twat Luigi from the live action Mario movie, um, as I like to call him. 
Um, we had we 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 have um, Brooklyn Luigi um, from the Super Mario Bros. Super yeah, Show. Yeah, for some reason um, he just always kind of got like messed with. Yeah, it's just like. Man, this is kind of like the cooking my mama used to make back when we lived in Brooklyn, huh, Mario? She's like, shut up. <laughs> oh, man, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show is legendary. But back to the Terabico, um, it also had a Dragon Ball game on there. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't um, Dragon Ball it up, but um, that's a popular property, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean... This, I mean, this is another. This is probably one of the weirdest consoles we've ever looked at on this thing. It's just like VHSs, but you press like a button. It's a quiz in the middle of a, of watching like a film. Yeah, I believe in the Mario game. One of the questions was, "What do you think is going to come out of the egg? Do you think it'll be a Yoshi, a, a Yoshi, B a Koopa Trooper?" C, a Goomba, or D, a dinosaur? Oh, yeah, because, like, technically, like, I, I can't remember if Yoshi's actually a dinosaur or if he's, like, a dragon or, like, whether that's just, like, a big in Smash Brothers. Yeah, I don't know separate the dinosaurs and Yoshi, because I'm fairly certain Yoshi is a he's dinosaur. A, he's a dinosaur, or he's, a, 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 like, for some reason in Smash Brothers, they decided to make him a dragon. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, and also... And and also there are coins called dragon coins, um, and they have like Yoshi's face on it. So, call him the Yoshi species. Yeah, I I, I guess Nintendo just don't really know, and that's why they decided to keep it like its own species, so they never have to actually confirm exactly what it is. And also, I want to say something to all those people who are just like. Ooh, what gender is Yoshi? Is Yoshi a boy or a girl? Here's my response to that. Yoshi is a species, you dumbass. <laughs> there is no conspiracy to it. Yoshi is a species. So some Yoshis are female and some Yoshis are male. Now, can we end this stupid game theory on Yoshi is female because he lay egg? <laughs> no, it's, it's just a Because he lay egg. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a species. It's literally just a species. Like, do you think a Birdo's a separate species? No, the Birdo is the same species as a Yoshi. It's just Birdo's the name of that specific one. Wow. Um. Wow. Sorry about that. Sorry, I, I did a bit of a game theory just then yeah, about that, why. That, um... That's not game theory. That's just a rant. Yeah, that was a rant about the stupid Yoshi theories. It's like, it's a species. Can we just end it already? Okay, so, okay, so where do we stand on this console that was released in 1989 in the US and was discontinued in 1994 in all regions? Um, um, it's not the worst Bandai console. Um, like, <laughs> Bandai have made a lot worse before. They've made the the Pippin and the Supervision, so it's not their worst. At the same time, though, it's not really their best. But um, it's educational. Actually, no, it's not actually educational at all. Like, um, what am I on about that? It's it's really not educational. Um, 
um it's it's it, it's it's an educational console that's kind of all i have to say about it so that, that, so that. uh so uh, is it good um so when it comes down to it is it approved or not approved not approved i i'd uh, if she i'd rather use a vtech v flash for my edutainment purposes than this console not approved you thought you were so high and mighty go and never return <laughs> oh, and then Dr. Eggman picks up the stamp. Ha 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 ha. Now I have control over all the memes. Next console, I guess. Right. Now our final console is a console that is very dear to the hearts of many European gamers and many Brazilian gamers, but the Americans don't seem to give a crap about it. It is the Sega Master System. Oh yeah, the Sega Master System. The 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 um the Game Gear for the television. Yes, yes, yes. It it works for your television. Um, to, to quote um the mum from the CDI commercial. Um. I, I, but yeah, the um, the Sega Master System is a pretty solid console. Um, I think, and it is probably one of the best consoles of the eighties. I think that's quite an agreeable thing. Hmm. <clears throat> it it's and my word, the thing that's honestly kind of funny about the Sega Master System is that this is the longest lasting console of all time, in that it has had the longest time on the market. Because this console came out in 1985 in Japan under the Sega Mark III and has still not been discontinued. And they still sell new Sega Master Systems in Brazil. Wow, that is... That is... That is incredible, actually. But, um... Yeah. The, um... The, um, at, at one point, there was, um, 12 games that were released... For the Sega Master System, that were released on things called um Sega cards, that were like credit card sized things that you like slot into your Sega Master System. Oh yeah, I know. There's even more. The first time we said like released a dozen or something. There's quite a few few of these. I mean, there aren't um, there aren't many that are actually like notable. The only two I'd say that are notable are Hang On Two and to get Sega Galaga. The rest of all these random games like Penguin Land. Oh, Pitfall 2, because Pitfall Harry's like. Everyone yeah. loves Pitfall Harry. <laughs> Sorry, I got the sneezes. Oh my god, there was um, a Master System the girl. Find... This is actually stupid. The funniest thing I find about the Sega Master System card games. Is the box art for them? <laughs> the box art for them are just hilarious. Is that it's just a picture of somebody holding the card. <laughs> like, wow. No, but the but before we talk about the Master System, the Sega Mark III, because that is technically the same console. 
Yeah, the Sega Mark III, which is technically the second Sega console, um, which is weird because they called it Mark III because the second model of the SG-1000 was called the Sega Mark II. Yes, the third iteration of the SG-1000 series of consoles. Despite the fact it's completely different and isn't even compatible with the Sega SG-1000 games. Except it is listed as having backwards compatibility with the SG-1000. Only in Japanese models, though. Oh, which oh, makes right. sense because it was the only one that is the, the only version where it was released, so say, being a sequel to that. Yeah, but yeah, but what about the what about the New Zealand models? The SG One Thousand came out in New Zealand. I don't know, but uh, but in in Brazil, they, yeah. in Brazil, New they're Zealand. still releasing like all these different things. It, like they, they've had dedicated plug-and-play consoles emulating the original hardware still being sold by Tech Toy. Yeah, and they and they have the um, Sega Master System Super Compact and the Sega Master System Girl. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And for some reason, the Sega Master System 2 was called the Sega Master System 3 over there. Yeah, but like the the tech toy has re- uh, tech toy have been re- have received requests to remake the original Master System, and apparently they still like the plug and play systems sell around like one one wow a hundred and fifty thousand units per year. Whoa! And apparently, by twenty sixteen, they had sold eight million units of Master System branded systems. This thing's still going strong wow. in Brazil. Apparently, it's holding its own against the PS4 in Brazil. I don't think they actually got the PS4 in Brazil. But, uh, uh, well, actually. well, of course we don't Brazil, don't but, uh, but apparently it's a level to hold its own against the, like, the PS4. Like over there, it's about as popular as like the PS4 is in the current market. That is yeah. actually incredible. This console is actually somehow holding out. In Brazil, alongside such greats as um, we need Ronaldinho Sossel on the newest model of the Sega Master System in Brazil. We just need a port of it. Just Ronaldinho Sossel Master System Edition. Go back like a generation and on a different company's console. No, but the Sega Master System, um, it just goes really strongly. I mean, it, it, it went pretty strongly in Europe as well um, because there are a lot of European exclusive games that America never uh-huh, got. Uh-huh. Like, sure, their own exclusives like ALF. Yeah, but um, but we got some banging hood classics on there as well. Like we got Streets of Rage two, Street Fighter two, two. Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got Mortal Kombat two, Mortal Kombat three, Mortal Kombat one, Sonic Blast. Oh yeah, but, um, and we, we have the, we have the classic and the last Alex Kidd series. The, the most amazing thing about Alex Kidd games is that pretty pretty much every single one of them is in a different genre. Like, you've got Alex Kidd's well, BMX like Alex trial. Kidd. Then you've got High Tech World, 
where you where it says it's got platforming and adventure elements, but all you do in the game, I'm pretty sure, is you literally just like walk around a house to, to get to get things. And then we have Alex Kidd in Shinobi World, which is Alex Kidd meets Ninja Guy. And then Alex um, Kidd in Miracle World, which is not good. And oh, is that the version on the Mega Drive that and killed Alex the franchise? Kidd, the Lost Stars. Which actually I'm pretty sure is maybe worse. I I I I can't sing the theme from Alex Kidd, but you know. Alex Kidd was like the OG Sega mascot, except not really, because it was actually the rabbit from the SG one thousand menus. Well, you know what was the European <laughs> and Brazil exclusive? Free what? asterisk games. Well, yeah, because like what? Yeah, because America doesn't really care about asterisks. Asterisk, obelisk. Oh, 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 yeah. What? What is? What is this fat man and this short guy with blonde hair? I mean, what is this French poop? This is just French poop. We want to go back to our American stuff, like <laughs> elf. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that, like, the American exclusive, one of the very few American-only exclusives on the Master System is widely regarded as the worst game on the console. Although, um, in, in Europe and Brazil, for, one, uh, for, the, for the one based on the second one, and just Europe for the one based on the third one, we got Master System ports of Back to the Future 2 and 3. Obviously, a great series of games. Except for the second what back to three is in the NES version? Um, is it yeah, the NES? Yeah, um, uh, uh, no, like, oh no, wait, oh, wait. Actually, oh. back to Future part two says it's um a version that was on uh Amiga, Amstrad, CPC, Atari ST, Commodore sixty four, DOS, Sega Master System, and ZX Spectrum. So the part two one was actually like based on a different thing. Oh but yeah, the part three oh, yeah one. it is. The part two one is is actually different to like the one from like the NES where you run around in circles and it's really bad. Oh thank God that game that the NES Back to the Future Two is awful. Although it is an improvement over the original Back to the Future on NES, which I still regard as one of the worst NES games ever made, and probably one of the worst movie licenses ever made as well. And it's probably a contender for worst game of all time because it's that terrible. Oh, there was a Master System version of the classic Bonanza Brothers. Oh, the Bonanza Brothers. The brothers of, of, of Bonanza. They, they are indeed brothers, though. Not going to lie. Um... Yeah, but the Master System is a pretty top keck system, to be honest. It is a very top keck machine. Um, it had like built in games. Um, it had built in games in Europe anyway. Um, well, I believe the built in game used to be some Snail Maze game, but um, in later versions, they changed it to Alex Kidd and then they changed it to Sonic the Hedgehog um, for the Master System 2 model. AKA the Master System 3 model in Brazil. Um, 
And um, and for some reason, they released a master system in Japan. I, I don't understand why they did that, considering they already had the Sega Mark III over there. But, you know, each to their own. It, it, it didn't do very well. So, um, yeah, each to their own. Um, um, and... And, and and I kind of find it funny how, despite how well the Master System did, it had probably one of the worst launches of all time in Europe. It had one of the worst launches ever, because I need to say this story, because it's hilarious. So when Sega was marketing the Master System in Europe, they marketed it to Mastertronic. And they marketed, and Mastertronic marketed the console as the ultimate arcade machine, which led to many pre-orders, because, well arcade ports on home computers at the time were, for a lack of a better word, a steaming pile of dog poo, um, um, to quote Callum's Corner. So lots of people pre-ordered it for Christmas. So this all sounds good, except there's one issue. They didn't have any stock in time for Christmas. And all the stock came on Boxing Day, which by the time that happened, parents have already discontinued their pre-order because it missed the Christmas season. <sighs> that has to be one of the worst launches of all time, next to probably the Google Stadia. But there are no, the Google Stadia still has the worst launch of any technological device ever. And the reason I'm saying that is because the Google Stadia doesn't really count as a console. It's a service. But it, is, it has the worst launch out of any game-related thing. In that, it didn't work. Ooh. The, um, this, this game actually has a console exclusive. Like, it's a game that's only been released. Um, it's only, uh, the only other thing that's ever been released on was a, one of those like, Sega game compilation things. But it was an unlockable game. You didn't get it straight up. It's called Golden Axe Warrior. And it was an action, Go- Golden an action adventure roleplay game. Apparently, it's like one of the system's rarest games. It's only ever been re-released on, on Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. Uh, uh, br- Bruh. There are some like really weird games in the Golden Axe series. Like Obviously, there are the regular beat-em-ups, but... There is a Golden Axe game which is a Legend um, of Zelda. Yeah, yes, this boss. one. It's this one. Uh, there's a lot of things comparing it to games like The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, and there's also Golden Axe The Duel on the Sega Saturn, which is a fighting game, which doesn't feature any of the characters from the actual Golden Axe series. They just make up their own <laughs> characters. That, that'd be giving a singular the- applaud. Nah, but overall, Sega Master System. Did the Sega Master System get Primal Rage, or am I just making something up? Um, I, I'm, I'm making that up. Because if it did, that would no. be very interesting. Because, oh, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe that's because it came out on every single other Sega console. Man, Primal Rage is a good game. That, yeah, that is a top care game. Space but... Harrier 3D. 
Oh yeah, space space harrier. Um, good good old space harrier with um wet, which its title screen theme was literally stolen for the Sega Mark III um um console startup sound. J- just straight up, if you just look up the um Sega Mark III console startup sound and compare it to the space harrier theme, it's literally the exact same. Not that there's an issue with that because it's a pretty good song, but like you know. Oh, I, uh, um, I do like how um, uh, uh, I uh, it showed it showed Street Fighter two with like a little like apostrophe on the end, which I thought was weird, as it was like two like uh, uh, like a measurement or something, and then I extended it out, and apparently that means it's like Champion Edition. Oh, oh, Champion but, but how Edition! Think you were gonna get yeah, the like... Champion Edition to run on a Master System. Yeah, yeah, you could play as Boobson in Champion yeah, but... Edition. You could play as Boobs, Bob Saget, Vegan, and Mike yeah, but Tyson. Super Space Invaders. To say just any Space Invaders. What is this? A Super uh, Nintendo game? Uh, the Terminator. Um, the, uh, or I'm sorry, it's um Terminator, comma the Terminator Two Judgment Day T Two the arcade game. Because, you know, all of those are going to run on an 8-bit console. Like an arcade game. Oh, what, Terminator 2? Is the Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Is it a port of the NES version? Oh, I, uh, I've, just, I've just taken a look at Super Space Invaders. Apparently, like, um, it, it was reviewed and it got 2 out of 5 stars. So, obviously, you know, it's great. Um, it, it features new graphics no. and gameplay no. elements. As well as a two-player mode. And it uses Taito's F1 slash F2 system hardware. Space Invaders only had a two-player mode, though, on the Atari version. Space Invaders on the Atari had a two-player mode, so that's nothing uh, new. Uh, yeah, wait, well, it, dep- um, it depends on... Uh, this This was the same time as the Atari ST. No, no, the Atari 2600 version yeah, had two-player. Um, yeah, but did, you did, had to, did like, that come yeah. out before or yeah, after? Oh, yeah, um... It uh, it doesn't say anything about there being two player on the Atari twenty six hundred version, but then you know I don't I don't know. On there is a James and Mike Monday video where they play Space Invaders two player yeah, on the yeah, Atari. It, 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 it and said it new graphics and gameplay elements as well as a two player mode. I don't think you say the two player mode is new. It's just say that that was included with the new stuff. Ah, so so basically, it's pretty much just an Atari seventy eight hundred game on a Master System. Nice. <laughs> Apparently, there's a rhythm style game called Space Invaders: The Beat Attacker for arcade. And there's also Space Invaders for the GameCube, which is awful. It's just awful. It's like a reboot. Oh, are you talking about like the bad one? Oh. Yeah, I am talking about the bad one where you play oh, as yeah, humans. Oh yeah, where like it's not Space Invaders. Yeah, and there's a shower scene for some reason in the story mode. Well, it's really weird. Like I keep finding sure- a bunch, uh, like a bunch of games that of uh, that say that they were they were either like released or planned to be released or whatever that I didn't know were on. The Sega Master System, but I thought we're just on like the Game Gear and stuff like that. Like Sonic Blast only came out in Brazil on Master System. 
Yeah, that's. And it's a pretty good port of it as I, well. I, I never know. So weird to think about. And like this Sonic Spinball came out on uh, came out on the Master System and Sonic Chaos. But not in yeah. America. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, because yeah, because um, the console was cancelled by that point. But because British people and Brazilian people um, have a different stance on the gaming industry, the Sega Master System lasted long. Because for some reason, us Brits are weird. We like we like old consoles to run alongside the modern counterpart as a budget option, and I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. Like the the, the Wii. Is pretty would a Wii pretty much ran alongside the Wii U as a budget option when that was a thing? Same with the PS3. Yeah, but the, like the Wii, the, the Wii still getting games. Like it, like all the new Just Dances still get released to the Wii. Yeah, yeah, the Wii has outlasted the Wii U. <laughs> um, and of course the computers. There's always like they always keep the the previous version and the modern version running at the same time as a budget option, and that's kind of why the master system lasted so long in the in the UK. It was like yeah, the budget option um, for those who wanted to get their Sega goodness, but were too broke to get a yeah. Sega Mega Drive and couldn't be. Fucked yeah, because like the, the PSP has been completely discontinued. But even though they're not releasing any new PS features. Like the shop, um, like the online support friend, the shop that still runs. Oh yeah, the, the the PS Vita, the um, the third worst console of the twenty tens or whatever, wherever I put it, I can't even remember why I put it on the list. Oh man, I feel bad for the PS Vita. But yeah, I think that kind of does it for this episode of console chats. Um, I I, I bought I bought Street Fighter Five. Um, for for the for the PS4, but um, uh, it does lit. mean that we can end on a uh, on a console approved. Right. We did it. Mean you who once saw yourself as so high and mighty, go back and never return. Yeah, so yeah. But until then, no. Goodbye, human beings. The bot 